Welcome to the latest podcast from the Recruitment and Employment Confederation, bringing you the latest updates and insights from the world of recruitment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the REC's podcast, where we're helping you through these uh, difficult times with different views from around the recruitment market on managing your own business, what's going on out there in the economy, and what's going on in the relationship with government that we are uh, looking after for you here at the REC. Busy week this week. We've been making some really substantial points to uh, government about the importance of weekly payroll sectors and cash coverage for businesses before they can get access to things like supported loans or indeed uh, the furlough scheme cash, which will take a while to get to. Also making uh, points around statutory sick pay cover uh, for uh, for attempts to make sure that attempts are getting placed into jobs in key, uh, in key growing sectors at this difficult time. And lots and lots of detailed questions on the government support that's already out there that we're just trying to get to the bottom of for you. Keep in touch with the REC uh, through all our channels, social media we're using a lot of to uh, to keep up to date with everything we're doing. One of our guests today is Kate Shoesmith, uh, the, uh, one of the REC directors who's been looking after all of our member engagement work at, the, at this period. Kate, how can members keep in touch with what we're doing? Hi, Neil. We have got a number of channels, but the most important one that we want to direct people to is our COVID-19 hub on our website. So if you haven't seen that yet, if you go to the REC homepage, you can click on the banner at the top of the page and there you will see the link to our coronavirus COVID-19 hub. On it, we are posting everything that we're producing for the recruitment industry. So it will include our latest legal advice and guidance. It will include the government updates and our interpretation of those government updates. Um, And we'll make sure that we're also including the business advice we're providing. So whether that's the webinar series um, or whether it's these podcasts, there'll be links to those. So that's where you can get it. If you need um, to hear from us about the latest announcement as it happens our social media is absolutely the right area so we have um, a twitter account so you can follow rec members and rec press and our linkedin group for the recruitment and employment confederation is where we're posting things as they happen so those are the areas we direct you to um, we're getting great feedback on it so um, and i know neil's been getting quite a bit of that directly and that's where we're trying to use that information um, to inform our next Next stages with the government interaction, but also the services we need to provide for for all our members and for the recruitment industry as a whole. Neil, is there are other things that you wanted to say about that government support? Well, I think it's important to know that we now have a daily call with the other major trade federations from across the economy in number ten. And we've uh, been appointed this week as the official aggregator of feedback to government for the recruitment sector by government. So uh, we're happy to take feedback on what the government should be doing, not only from REC members, but also from uh, other uh, recruitment businesses to make sure that all of your voices are heard uh, by government at this difficult time. The, The scheme that we're running here in partnership with other trade associations across the economy is one that uh, is aiming to put every business in the country one step of uh, one step uh, one contact point away from uh, talking to ministers so that's a a service that we're offering because i think we all have to band together in these difficult times
Now, let's move on to the uh, topic for today's uh, uh, podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Duncan Brown from our good friends at Emsi, uh, data specialists that we've worked with for almost a year now to, th- uh, to talk about what we think is going on in the recruitment market. Now, we know the market's tough, but we also know that, it's, uh, that the picture looks different in different parts of the country and certainly in different sectors where, where uh, clearly, the higher demand for some parts of the uh, the key uh, sectors is um, particularly driving recruitment in areas like uh, food and uh, lots of logistics. So, Duncan, uh, firstly, welcome to the REC podcast. And uh, what are you seeing, MZ, as the big trends in the uh, labour market right now? Thanks, Neil. Uh, good to be here. So, I mean, the, the big trend is a a big reduction in demand. So we monitor online job postings. Uh, We uh, collect them from tens of thousands of job boards every day. And uh, uh, since the 7th of March to the 1st of April, we've seen a 15% reduction in the volume of uh, job posting activity out there. That's a quarter of a million fewer job postings online now. Uh, So that's a, a big fall overall. And in terms of patterns within that, are you seeing uh, different stories in different sectors? Yeah, absolutely. So what you tend to see, for example, is if we look at it in occupational terms, so we uh, can use uh, something called the standard occupation classification that the ONS uh, gives us. Uh, and uh, we see that sales and customer service jobs have fallen fastest, skilled trades and what are called elementary roles, which tend to be very low skilled uh, uh, roles, you know, sort of cleaning jobs, things like that. There are differences within that. So another area that's falling fast is uh, process plant and machine roles, uh, but actually food, drink and tobacco uh, uh, manufacturer roles are holding up well because, of course, there's a a big demand for food and drink uh, out there. You can see other uh, areas where the sort of holding up going out out there, things like hospital porters, as you can imagine, holding up really well. Sad to say, undertakers is holding up well, whereas other areas are affected. I mean, one of the biggest falls is programmers and software development professionals. Now, of course, you might imagine a lot of that can be done from home, uh, but it's quite a a rich uh, recruitment market, as you'll know well. Um, and uh, you get the feeling there's just a bit of a break been applied there. And then another one, uh, chefs and kitchen and catering roles, uh, really big reductions in demand there for obvious reasons that, you know, those businesses literally just can't operate for the time being. Kate, how's that stacking up against the kind of feedback we're hearing from REC members around the country? It's really interesting, actually, because we've got a um, a clear disparity between those companies that are traditionally in um, sectors like health and social care, where they cannot keep up with demand, um, and they have never been as busy as they are right now. And a similar story for um, those organisations that are supplying staff in logistics, warehousing, just as you mentioned, and across that food supply chain, um, that some of the difficulties there are that there are simply not enough people to to go into the roles. So we're, we're all reading the stories about how we're worried about there won't be enough people to pick the crops that are being grown right now um, going forward because of the crisis but and, and other things. Um, On the flip side of that, you have businesses, recruitment businesses, who are telling us that all of their assignments have just been ripped up, um, that they don't have the income right now. So even where they were due to make placements, clients have just 
uh, not even paused that activity, have said that they're just not going to go ahead for understandable reasons. So there's a proper disparity um, across sectors. And one of the things we are seeing, which is um, quite amazing, is the resilience of the, the recruitment network and industry, because they're they're talking about how do they diversify into those other areas, particularly if you're a local provider and you have a client base um, that's quite traditional in one one key sector and it's not um, and it's not been operating as you'd um, as we'd expect in usual times is how do they diversify now and how do they go into that and um, Duncan I know this is something that you you were talking to us about earlier is that so as an example education where there's a real disparity in those different types of roles and occupational areas in education and how they work and can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, uh, um, the schools and uh, childcare are being kept open. And so there's a big demand in those kind of places. But uh, you know, if you think about higher education, well, actually, they're looking down a situation where you don't know whether international students are going to be able to come in large numbers in the next year. You've got uh, questions about whether they're going to be able to deliver online and whether students are going to defer. Uh, all of those kind of questions mean that in that uh, part of the education sector, there's a real kind of freeze, as there is in a lot of business sectors, whereas in schools and childcare, in the sort of the, the more uh, child centred uh, part of the education system, the demand is still there because they've got to deliver, because they've got to uh, be there for key workers, children. And so you have got this real feeling uh, that's a, a sort of a microcosm of this general pattern that you're kind of referring to there, which is almost one part of the economy where the accelerator is being applied. And then the rest of the economy where the brakes are being applied and it's a real imbalance. And it, it, I was uh, talking to somebody a bit earlier that it, it's uh, not like our experience of recessions in recent times where generally uh, it's the demand that falls off in the economy. Here, we're actually turning off supply in large parts of it. Uh, other parts are then sort of, even if they've not been turned off, uh, sort of being very cautious because they don't know what the future is, whereas another part of supply is being really ratcheted up because it needs to be health, uh, food supply, uh, utilities, all, all those kind of areas, the key worker industries that the government uh, designated last week are really kind of uh, uh, looking to enhance their capacity now in a, a, a breakneck speed. Thanks, Duncan. I, I think that's certainly something that we're seeing. We've had a lot of conversations with the Cabinet Office over the last few days about how can we help the recruitment industry to pivot towards the areas where it can make the biggest contribution to the national effort now, but also that also that, that will help uh, recruiters keep working through this time and position themselves for uh, what we hope will be more of a V-shaped upswing once this is over, as I've said on previous previous editions of the, of the of the pod so it is possible if it's a short run pause that we bounce back and positioning uh businesses to do that is really really important um i suppose one aspect of this having talked about sectors is regions do you see any uh big differences regionally in the uh in the data that you're looking at duncan yeah there are some uh, and it's quite interesting in a way because uh yeah Given, as we know, the sort of the, the number of cases in London is really quite high, you know, for natural reasons, it's a densely populated area, uh, really internationally connected. Actually, London is less affected than much of the country is. Uh, and it's actually the biggest falls in uh, job postings have actually been in Scotland and then Northern Ireland. And um, the, 
it, it's difficult yet to know what's really going on here. It could be, for example, that there are other reasons that existed before coronavirus that could have meant that Scotland and Northern Ireland were falling. Um, but one of the big reasons is probably just the preponderance of certain industries. So if you think about London, it's got a very large uh, professional services uh, base of industries and uh, similar to that, which uh, is much e more easily done working from home. Whereas if you think about some of the regions, um, uh, then you've got a, a much larger kind of concentration of uh, manufacturing, say, and heavy industry and face-to-face uh, -face services, which therefore mean that you know uh, the the lockdown has a much bigger economic effect. And so, yeah, it's kind of yeah, there are differences there. I think as the weeks go on, we'll start to get a clearer sense of what's actually going on. And I think that is a factor behind the sort of discussion about government advice on whether businesses should be open or closed. You, know, you see a lot of uh, um, discussion about, for instance, manufacturing sites that are still open. Actually, that's in line with government guidance. Um, yeah, that's uh, where people can uh, can go to work as long as uh, businesses businesses are doing the most that they can to support social distancing. I think as we progress through uh, the the pandemic in, in the U in the UK, and that might enhance some of those regional effects that you uh, that you've been talking about, Duncan. In terms of looking internationally, is there anything that you can see internationally yet that is uh, maybe of interest in, term, in terms of how com uh, how uh, countries recover um, from from this kind of pause. Not yet in terms of recovery. No. Uh, so uh, the the best international data we've got at the moment is the US. In the next few weeks, we should be getting some uh, in Europe as well. Um, and and the pattern is pretty similar to what it is here, with quite steep falls in demand. I think the other thing on the economic data more generally is that uh, in the last couple of hours. Um, uh, um, uh, the US has seen a big surge in its weekly unemployment claim. And so I think uh, this is where recruitment really has a big part to play, that we've got where we've got this situation where we've got the brakes applied in one part and the accelerator in another. Um, actually, if you've got these people being made unemployed, thinking about how their skills can be best used in this kind of high demand part of the economy becomes really critical. And actually, we need to do that for the people concerned, but also for uh, helping the national effort against the coronavirus as well. And so, yeah, I mean, the uh, rise in US unemployment claims in the past week is about 4% uh, of the workforce, uh, which is just uh, astonishing stuff never been seen before. And so, yeah, it, it doesn't give us a clue on how we sort of uh, uh, how other countries are recovering, but it does show us the sort of the scale of the challenge and that, you know, recruitment will have a critical role to play there because it's about thinking about what skills those people have from their previous work histories and how they can be transferred into these uh, high demand roles now. So, And clearly that's something that government's thinking very closely about as well. And we're hoping within the next few days to be talking about uh, new forms of partnership between the industry and government to help the industry pivot to these demand area, high demand areas and obviously help resolve some of this critical challenges on staffing that they the, the country faces. Duncan, before we finish, uh, where can people look for access to the data that MZ are producing? So if you go to our website, which is uh, www.economicmodeling.co.uk, uh, uh, if you go there, I think on the splash, uh, you'll see um, a link to the dashboard that we've got there, which gives us a daily update of data. Uh, we've got a bit of coronavirus case data in there for context as well, but lots of data 
breaking down the sort of the total level of uh, job postings demand, how that breaks up into big groups of occupations and the big the fastest movers up and down and then also the regional split as well so uh, plenty there and you can also ask for a report for your local area as well so uh, just fill in a form and uh, we'll get one of those over to you fantastic and i think for lots of uh, regionally based uh, recruiters who are maybe doing a wide range of sectors that's going to be a really powerful tool to deciding where to put your efforts in this difficult time so thank you very much for joining us today duncan kate thank you for joining us as well just want to uh, give listeners a reminder of uh, where they can access the uh, rec's COVID hub so if you go to the rec.uk.com website and you will see a banner right at the top of that website and if you click on that it will take you to the hub um, and we are posting twice a day updates as they happen on um, the latest information we get from either government or our legal advice so that's where you need to go to Thank you very much, Kate. Thank you for joining us as well. I think uh, we early in the week we gave we got the pledge in the duster and gave, gave that a bit of a dust up as well. So it's easier to uh, navigate now uh, because there's just so much information on it. Uh, do stay in touch. Uh, we are doing everything we can to represent you with go- uh, with government, but also to help your business with things like the information that Duncan and the team at MZ can share, but also our own business support uh, podcast and webinar. Stay in touch. Stay safe and join us again on the REC podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. For more content like this, visit rec.uk.com.